This week on the Push Race Podcast, I talk about what has been going on in the combine and the biggest weaknesses from my batch of combines and how to rip off completely too much time. And three, two, one. I had cupping today, Dan. Hey guys, welcome to the Push Poor Legs Podcast with myself, Damik. And me, Tom Hall. What's going on, bro? I didn't hear you then. What did you have today, you said? I had cupping. Cupping? Oh, God, yeah. cupped you. Real question. Oh, well, I go over to the YouTube now, and then you can see... Uh, I, I can't do it. This side? This side. Can you see a red? Does it even work? Does it even work? We have like a... No idea. No idea. I was literally having a sports massage because I was like, I want to get primed for next week. And because, like, yeah, my shoulders have been nigglies from, uh, from swimming. Um, and when <laughs> she turned around, I was like, you ever had cupping? I was like, no, don't really believe Your it. Friend? Um, <laughs> she was like, what? I was like, yeah, I'm surprised. I was like, yeah, I've had sports massage. I was like, I've had acupuncture or dry needling. I can kind of see it. I was like, I just don't know the, the science, if I'm honest. I was like, so I haven't really committed to it. So I, don't, I just look, things get look silly. Um, she was like, oh, basically, if you've got a lot of muscle mass, like it lifts up that bit, the top bit, and then your blood's able to go to the, the lower bit. A bit a little bit easier. I was like, pretty sure the blood's going there anyway. But um <laughs> Yeah, otherwise it'll be dead. Yeah. She was just like, oh, basically, like when people like obviously I'm massaging, but I probably can't get to the lower bit. Like I need to lift up that top tissue for it to like flush full of something. That's why it bruises. And I was like, I don't really know what that means, but sure, let's have a go. Let's see what happens. Um, Basically, what she's saying is that if you've got a steak and you pulled it off and you stretched up a bit, that it's going to, what, cause more what to go in where? No, don't know. it's the same I, thing. I, I don't know, I don't know where the, the blood's, like, go in or, like, because I guess, like, if you lift up my what's underneath your traps, like, like I don't know, subscaps, I don't know, all those kind of scaling, not scalings in your neck, all those muscles that I can't bother to dip into my physiology again. Um <laughs> And then I was just like, I, obviously there's lots of stuff that's like really deep in there. Um, also, she said I had a lot of muscle mass, so it wouldn't wouldn't make a mark. On See, that's that's why she did it because you're like, yeah, do the cupping all you want. Yeah, of course. Why not? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I was like, yeah, do it. Just guys, go. Um, yeah. So I thought I was like, yeah, fine. I'm pretty sure, and I'm guaranteed um, that usually when when sports masseuses do it, they're getting tired. Could they get to rest for about five minutes? Yeah, That's definitely. Absolutely why yeah. why they, they do cupping or they do dry needling is because they just have to. They get to sit down and chat for like five minutes, and they do nothing whilst, yeah. it, whilst it works. Uh... Yeah, <laughs> it's why they all love the fucking theragun, isn't it? Do you know what I mean? They get yeah. the theragun out because they don't have to do anything. Like I used oh, the theragun like before before some of my lifting, and literally in one of my uh, I'll see whether we see whether uh, my editor like picks it out in one of the um, my talk along videos. I literally say um, I'm using this. I know I'm gonna get shit from the person I host a podcast with. Like <laughs> I'll see whether it stays in uh or on my warm-up videos because I was like prepping for some split squats and I just needed to go through like my doctor on my left side. I have constant issues with it from playing silly football. Um yeah, I was just like, I know she's gonna pick this out when I film it, and I know Dan's some comment. Uh, <laughs> I was already you talking know, to man. camera and I was just like, 
shit, I shouldn't have filmed this bit. Oh well, it's already gone. <laughs> yeah, I just I, I I think now I don't I don't care about it as much now because obviously I'm not posting as much content around fitness stuff. But yeah, yeah it's um it I, I get it. I I'd probably buy one now to be fair. Why not? Fuck it. Bring one over, Tom, when you come visit. Percussive um, therapy. You you have I mean, the adult uh adult like things to put on as well, right? The adult attachments. Well, Laura does. Yeah. Laura has them. Yeah. yeah, of course. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder what that noise was all the time. Maybe she's already got one. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, it's like I get it. I, I really do get it. I get why it's it's appealing. Just I just feel convinced it does fuck all. Oh yeah, it feels nice for like five seconds, but I just needed it to, to feel nice for the next twenty minutes, basically, and that's it. So I could grind through my split squats, and that'll be ag- agony afterwards. But yeah, I just wanted yeah. to, as I say, desensitize the muscle. That's all it does. Doesn't do anything else. Doesn't fix you. Doesn't give you more mobility. It might give you acute mobility for two seconds. It just desensitizes. It's just like if I punch down in the face lots and lots and lots, he gets thicker. He becomes desensitized, okay, to my words. Basically it. So yeah. whenever you hit something, it it will, yeah. It I don't know. When when you hit a what when you hit a steak, what happens? A lot of steak references in this one. That's tenderizing it, right? Yeah. So yeah, maybe we tenderize in the muscle. That's what it's doing. Has anybody used you call a theragun in the kitchen? For a steak. Why not? Should do. That should work, shouldn't it? Yeah. Wow. Isn't there that part of entre- do- entrepreneurship, Dan? We should take a, a currently existing product and apply it to a different kind of like mechanism. We've Mate, get on the problem. phone to Gordon Ramsay. Okay. <laughs> Definitely do that, wouldn't he? Yeah. There are 100%. beef guns. No. Yeah, there are kitchen guns. Kitchen guns. <laughs> yeah. kitchen, kitchen guns. guns. Yeah. I bet it's got this more is... than one use. I bet it's not just um I bet it's not just steaks that you can you can or, or chicken breast you can do that with. I don't oh, yeah, exactly. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I only know that because on my Amazon I was looking at buying one and then I scrolled, obviously other people had bought this, and there was adult attachments then that you could buy for it. Mental. That is mental. mental. <laughs> Dan's looking out like what? Yeah, I'm literally Amazon <laughs> now. Yeah. Like, oh, I, was like, was. I was like, no, there definitely was. Adult think what comes up on your homepage now and the recommended. Mate, yeah, I know. <laughs> I was like, I hope nobody sees this. <laughs> yeah. Oh, what's Tom again? Oh, I see. I see what you're doing. I got mine and it is literally golf. Literally golf everything golf. Yeah. Oh, also Tom as well. I just uh, in preparation for your arrival, just to piss you off, I bought uh, four got dozen pro. No, four dozen Probe One Xs. Just because I know you hate the sound of it, so I just thought I'd go to town on that. Um, yeah, just definitely decided they're definitely the best out there. Probe Ones, Probe One X, Probe One X, definitely. I'm a Probe One golfer. No. Probe One X is better. Decided. <laughs> it's not though, yeah. is it? I mean, Dan's already sitting there squirming because uh, yeah, I played well on Monday ish. Front nine ish. Back nine. Yeah, but you've played uh, well. Like that doesn't mean you're going to play well. It means you did play well. Like means fine. current form book. Check the form book, mate. What have you done for me lately? Uh, we both played at the same time. I shot a seventy-seven with a nine over after nine. That's bad. <laughs> well, I shot eight, I shot eighty-one playing really badly. You shot a seventy-seven playing really well for half the round. So well, half the round. You know yeah. that tells you everything we'll, you need to know. That yeah. we'll I played see. badly all throughout. So. <laughs> Yeah, the good thing Which is leaves... now, mate, with our handicaps, we're at no shots between us, pretty much. It's just the same. 
you're on like four, aren't you? I'm on six. I get it's two shots. Up, it's going up, mate. It's 5.2. It's going up. I get one shot, though. I mean, stroke index one. I hope it's like a long par five <laughs> that I can reach in two. <laughs> yeah, probably. <laughs> Wherever we're playing. No, it'd be fine. Yeah. No, my luck would be a shitty par three. I'll just be like, yeah, just give, just write me down for a bogey. It's fine. No. <laughs> <laughs> I think I only parred one par three on that course. Yeah, my par threes are going fine. I'm parring them. No, no problem. No, hit the green, I par it, but I just couldn't get up and down this week. I did get a two, um, and I had a five yard, five iron in to that par three as well. So I was pretty happy with a two there. Twos, twos. Not doing too badly than I, mate. Not doing too bad. No, it's all right. But it was just, yeah, there, there, there was just the, in the scope in par threes in that course. Like one of them's like a two hundred yard par three, which I hit a five iron to about ten foot. And hold it, and then there's another one that's just really fucking awkward, which is was 107 yard par three, and then it's just a shot that you're like, I mm. should really hit this well on close. <laughs> and like my two buddies both made like bogeys and fives. I made a three because I just knocked it on the. I was just like, I'm not overthinking this whatsoever. I was like, it's wind with. Yeah. I mean, a hundred yard shot, it's fine. Um, and I think they overfought it a little bit. And he's like, he's like. Silly. Anyway, everybody, there won't be a podcast next week because, uh, yeah, me and Dan is uh, battle number four, I believe. Dan's two one up in the grand scheme of competition, I believe. Yeah, um, we could. I'll admit that. Um, we're back on his home turf. We're yet to play in my home turf, by the way. Like a full batch of rounds, we need to do at least three rounds in a row. Like we do need in, to yeah. in England at some point. Next um, summer we'll sort that out. That's next, fine. Next summer. Why? Why is my my uh, camera gone? Tom's camera's frozen. I can't see what Tom looks like. That's probably for the best. Probably um, for the best. Yeah. So we're I playing. Well, we're playing. We're gonna. We're playing on the. Um, we go. We're playing on the the Earth course, the week before it closes for the DP World Tour event. So it's it's proper championship level golf course. Mm. So that's gonna so, be the first thing that's gonna. That's gonna be up. absolutely miserable. Oh, that's gonna be good. Yeah, you might. And I haven't got a free iron. I haven't got it re redone, reshafted before. No, I haven't um, gone in time. I haven't gone in time. But I did enjoy. I did have to hit a hybrid out of the rough this week, and it was a lot nicer. I hit it like two or three times off the tee. It was good. There we go. Enjoyed it. There we go hitting a, hitting my hybrid. So I might have to muscle four irons if I have to because I've got a little bit of a gap there now, which I'm like shit. Do I try and, yeah, what do I do? So who knows? Mm. I don't think I can back off my hybrid very well. So don't know what's going to happen. Yeah, it's not if really I've got like a two, shot, is it? if I've got a 220 yard, like I'm going to be like, mm, I'm going to just have to absolutely try and lever a four iron. I think I'm more confident. I'm just going to have to make sure we get to 220 all the time. <laughs> <laughs> just like what is going on? Find a soft hybrid, a really high hybrid that like sits. That's what I'll be doing. Front foot. We're all good. Mm. All right. We'll be, it'll be interesting. I hope everybody's getting ready for that um, incredibly boring content from us next week. But it will be all golf related, unfortunately. All right. I'm going to be sure. continuing triathlon training and Dan's going to come for a run with me. So that's he said. Uh, yeah, I'm going to be driving alongside you while you're running. <laughs> you can be on your scooter. All right. I'll do that. Fine. Yeah, that's fine. I can do that. <laughs> I'll film it for YouTube for you. Get some good shots while I'm on the scooter. Oh, mate. Yeah. Because I, I never do that. I, I just cannot be bothered to put my phone down, run past my phone, go get my phone again, or like have my phone out and do this. 
la 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 la. I'm just like, my phone is in my little pouch or in my shorts. That is that is where it's staying. Like, I can't be bothered. Correct. Um, yeah. I just can't. Yeah. I'm like, there's like enough anguish on me as I'm going around. So for the first time, I had a video of me swimming. I could have been t- talking bullshit for the last three months because only because Sarah, it was like too cold. So she was like, I actually took some videos. I was, I was at a stop and be like, can you actually take a video of me? Because I don't think people believe I swim. So it's actually quite nice. So we're good. We're all good, Dan. We're trending in the right direction with my triathlon training. It's a fiddle, mate. And I completed my combine last week. So amongst other things. Um, I guess we should have a rundown of what we're going to be talking about today now that we're 12 minutes in and I haven't talked about anything. So. You put me to shame, mate, because I've done nothing fitness related <laughs> for a very long time. <laughs> I tested. Yeah, I've done. I've probably done about. I don't know. It's my whole my whole fucking mantra about my business, isn't it? About testing, but I just test all the time. Just tests. Just test. Train eighty percent, then test. That's that's all I do. Yeah, um, probably just train to... first. Really, <laughs> it seems to work though. They're all good. So, yeah, I should probably. I'll give you three tests to do. There you go. We're gonna go. Mm. Actually, from my batch of so they have in my general combine. Um, so if you really know what fucking combine is, is you could have done it for free last week, but there will be another opportunity in December. Watch this space. Um, but there's like 16 tests, I think. I think all divided up to into three. And then there's just like, I say, do a run, whatever distance you like. I couldn't give a shit. If you only want to run 400 meters, run 400 meters. If you want to do a 5K, run 5K. I'd rather do that one because that's the one I need for my algorithm to do, do your pacing chart. But if I were to pick tests for Dan to do, which he'd least like, I think the 50% body weight uh, goblet squat for 60 seconds is hideous. But I don't know. I feel like you'd do all right at it, weirdly. You don't mm-hmm. weigh a lot, so... That's 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 the that's the thing there that's going to help me, is I don't weigh a lot. That's the, <laughs> that's <the beauty> <laughs> so when he picks up the 15 kilo uh, dumbbell, he might be all right. So... Mm-hmm. Um, Actually, because you haven't trained for a while, and I know, so I've changed recently for this one for most people. I I would normally do a strength pull up, but I feel like it errs on the side of the guys a little bit more. So I did an AMRAP, sixty a sixty second AMRAP on a pull up. I feel like that would suck. I don't think you'd enjoy that because I feel like they're a trained thing, and if you haven't been training for a while, they do tend to suck quite a lot. Mm. Um, and then hands down, I think your uh, your power based things because that's. Just this an FYI, power fucks off quickest. Um, mm. And there's a good, there's a few power, there's, horiz- there's three horizontal power and then there's three vertical power things, <clears throat> testing parameters. And yeah, I don't think you'd enjoy them. But we'll talk into, into that in a second because we're going to go over some certain things through those tests. And because I got a bunch of people who completed it last week who are not my clients. So um, it was interesting to see what are the big holes and kind of general people's fitness because there was a lot there was a lot of coaches in there but there was a lot of kind of just team gym enthusiasts um so it was interesting to see interesting to see then within a what are we talking about ripping off content not ripping off content yeah copying bit of copying bit of copying lovely bit of copying <laughs> dan's gonna be like but you i stole all of james ralph's content so that's all i did stole yeah. paid for um yeah <laughs> paid for told the world this is the training plan you're doing right now yeah yeah don't think you'd have had a problem if you're a multi-million pound footballer saying it would he knew no, no. would not have been a problem then would it 
um yeah so what what should we go into first what's more interesting well i'll I start with this because it's short and sweet james smith copied someone's content i know basically um mm. i just i just think it's one of those things where i say it all the time don't I, in the oh podcast, that's just stop saying that that's drink, a drink because uh that's, that's, drink. That's, pod, that's the podcast <laughs> lingo <laughs> i know that um i know that he's made posts about it before where he's called people out for copying him and he like has a right go at people and I know some of his not friends but I know some of his people who do stuff with content and they threaten legal action to people who've copied their content and stuff like that like sent lawyers letters and all this sort of stuff and they're in his circles and I know they are I'm sure he's probably even done it himself to be fair yeah so to see that is just a bit like really hypocritical and it really annoys me like i think everyone gets inspiration for content from, from other places everyone like there's nothing brand new in the world right i kind of get that but this video is literally the same like down to the every single part of it and there's, there's a few points which he could have done his own thing on he could have made it his own even down to the angle he shot his own video out and all this sort of stuff because i posted the guy's video who it was because it went viral it got 1.1 million views that that's why james has seen it and then he copied it exactly um, to the point where the cuts and everything are exactly the same to the point where I think he screen recorded the guy's video to get yeah and then just because this guy basically just, just picked someone else's videos to put on his own and he made a joke video out of it so the first say five seconds of the video it's um, it's screen recorded from someone else's content and I think James Smith you wouldn't have found that content anywhere other than on this video so he screen recorded the new guy's content if that makes sense um, it's yeah. on my story if you want to go watch it from, from, from today but it's just painful to see someone who would call people out for copying content and how he gets copied all the time and all this sort of shit to then do the same thing. It's like, be better. If you don't just, I don't know, just annoys me, the hypocrisy of it. That's what frustrates me, annoys me. Like, I wouldn't mind it so much if he didn't call it out and he didn't moan it and his mates weren't fucking trying to sue people for copying content and then he's doing it. It's just a bit odd. I just find it really odd and... and I thought he was better than that. And I thought he was original, but now it makes me think maybe he's not original. With well, content. And someone texted me and said that he's actually been called out recently for doing it with other people as well. Yeah, yeah, he has been. He has been. I remember seeing it about a month, month or two ago. He did one about like uh, doing, there was a there was a post and exactly the same, same cuts, same exact script kind of thing, just kind of said about it. And uh, the guy who did do it has about 15,000 followers. So he's like got enough people that would have been like, all right, this is yeah. your content. And it was the whole, like you've probably seen, if you've ever seen a person doing lunges with a bicep curl, just do them different, like separately. And there was another coach who did exactly, exactly the same cut, same kind of scripting, same kind of bullshit kind of chat as well. Um, and like this guy just literally... Was like, and then he made a video of him with his video and James Smith's video cutting from each other to one. And was just like, yeah. like what the fuck? <laughs> he was like, James, if you want to use my content, then just give me credit. Like, what the fuck? Um, but then obviously, just he probably blocked him and just like, fuck off. Um, so yeah, it was one of those videos. I don't know if it's still up there, but yeah, it's, kind of it's mad, tediously annoying. But we know it happens. We know people still steal things, people. Um, but yeah, I think it, it would be fine if he just put his personality on it or put his spin on it or did something slightly different or, yeah, because we all know we take inspiration from certain things and it's just like, all right, um, it's either give, give direct credit or put your spin on it somehow. 
Um, yeah. yeah, it's just the way that with the video again, you guys will, if you want, I'll send it to it's you. It's like he could have like put a big, a big pole and like pretend he had a massive cock. Um, yeah, like oh, but not even that. Even if he did do that, but he could have got his mates involved in a different angle, with different music, or played it slightly differently, or you know, said to his mates, "Hey, roll this over me," or whatever, and done it from even from fucking head to toe in a slightly different way. Like I don't know, just the way that it was exactly the same. I was just a bit like, it's just so poor, and, and I think that's just the way he's gone now, and it? it's just him in general, probably. Um, I'm just watching it again now, just because I just wanted to make sure that I genuinely um. Right, and it is exactly the same. Um, like exactly the same. Mm. Like I commented on the video, and I just put like, "Oh, I preferred Alex, this guy, because Alex, Alex Anthony. I, I prefer his version from five days ago." Um, <laughs> like on the post, just because it's like I don't know. I just think it's a bit shit. Yeah, yeah. So that that's what annoyed me this week is just seeing that. Because, like I said, he's the first guy to be calling people out for doing this sort of shit. Yeah. Um, and it's just a bit like, yeah, he's got 37,000 likes. I mean, Alex got 272,000. So at least his is still going better. At least he's yeah, still um, pumping. But still. Yeah, it's like 9.8 million views that now. Yeah. Well, when I saw it today, when you posted it, I clicked on it and it had 5.5 million. So, and that, that can't have been more than three hours ago. Yeah. No. mad again it's yeah. all it takes is one video like, again the guys have now got 6,000 followers I think he had about 2,000 so yeah because yeah, you know, I, I looked I was like oh I yeah. wonder how many followers he's gained and he was only on like two and a half three nearly almost 3,000 definitely in the two looked, I was like oh yeah when I looked yeah yeah 6,300 yeah, 6, and I was like oh yeah I, I didn't know what he was before and I was like oh he hasn't gained that many followers from it I, was like, I looked at his other posts kind of similar kind of likes to whatever and i was like oh yeah actually for 5.5 million views i thought there'd be a few more follows um yeah. uh, like the equation like literally yeah that's almost 10 million views on a thing so it, you wrote a thing the other day about um obsessing over followers right it's like that that viral videos nearly had 10 million views and he's only let's say picked up four thousand followers and and I wonder how many of them very small be... percentage, and then there'll yeah, be actually how many of those would be useful, like as well, useful follows yeah. or like would have absorbed his content that he wants people to come and look at, really, um, to be ideal clients and that kind of thing. So, yeah, mm -hmm. it's it's that's that's and, a, and, such and I always, a small percentage. It's insane. And I always say this to, to to coaches. We always come back to talking about content and all that sort of stuff, and everyone wants to go viral. And I don't know if Alex, mm -hmm. I don't think Alex listens to this podcast, so he doesn't, he's not going to hear this, but. This is why I bang on to coaches about the need and the and the requirement for your profile to be set up properly so that if that does happen, at the moment, his profile, his bio could be a lot better, for example. Hmm. Could be a lot, lot better. And he doesn't have any, he doesn't have an email list or a lead magnet in there. So his his bio at the moment is I specialize in helping you unlock your gymnastic potential in just 90 days. So not too bad. Not too bad. At least you have an idea of what he's about. And again, his content is is pretty good. But if he had titles on every single one of his posts saying what it was about, why it's useful, even the last 12 posts, so that when someone lands on his page, they can see what the content is about. Yeah. If he then had a lead magnet, which was how to do your first muscle up within the next 60 days, uh, it's three-step guide to getting your first muscle up in the next 60 days. As a lead magnet, he would have got anyone interested in that onto an email list. They would have clicked on that and he would have identified those who did not follow him or did come to his page that would have wanted that and found it useful. They may not have followed him, but they may have clicked that link and, and given him his email. And exactly what happened with my client, Rachel, when she blew up, she went like skyrocketed. 
she had all that in place. She had all that in place so that when she did get, she got 320,000 followers now, all the content went crazy. She's got 30,000 people on the email list. So that's the real win out of that, is that if Instagram left tomorrow, she's got 30,000 email addresses that she knows yeah. are interested in the very thing that she offers. And if he'd have had his profile set up a little bit better and a little bit more on point, that one video could have got him 8,000 followers and another 1,000 people on email list, potentially. That's why you do content, is to do those numbers. Maybe because the way it's been done is it didn't quite get as many people to do that because it, it could have been set up a lot better. And coaches don't like me when I bang on about it and say, look, you need to get set up. Oh, there's no point. I'm not doing anything. You know, that's one piece of content that argue, I don't think took him very long. It's yeah. one it's one clip of his. The other two clips are someone else's videos. He's put on the end. It's funny, it's good, all that sort of stuff. That's a throwaway piece of content that he did not put any effort into that's gone viral where he could have got, again, more followers, more emails on the email list. Actually, people that he knows are interested in what he has to offer. His titles on his, on his videos could have been better and he would have been... It could have been a much better, much better place. And you're never going to get that again. That's his one thing. It's not going to happen again. It's very unlikely anyway. Yeah. So there you go. There's a reason you do that. There's a reason you got that shit set up. Mm. Yeah, 100%. And mm. I feel like it's it's obviously not a going viral for followers is probably the, the, I know, a very hard strategy to try and do because it's so, I feel it's so random, even though there's so many people selling me the courses on how to go viral weirdly um every single time there'll be there i, I yeah. saw like somebody was like oh this is how mr beast goes viral every time like oh yeah like 200 million in subscribers so. yeah he doesn't, he doesn't go viral every time his, he hits his followers every time post. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. the post he was like I, I saw he was like for his sponsorship deals or youtube like uh when he's like talking about paypal or stripe or something like that no he was like yeah to do like brand deals or whatever, it costs them half their yearly budget to put one one on one video for me. He's like, I get more, I get double Super Bowl views. It's like, yeah, that's how much it costs. Yeah. He was like, he was like, I'm not just going to put it down because your person won't give you any more money. It's just like, if you want to get in front of 200 million people, then this is what you yeah. got to pay. <laughs> it's like, yeah. He's, he's such a yeah. smart lad and he's just like it's insane but i would say if people want i i would say from just anecdotally and i'm sure you're very similar um you have a few clients that will have like more followers than you or like have a similar reach or need reach and stuff like that and i have the same thing um who people who speak highly of you and put you in your stories or like share your content or share your things is generally the best way to get people who want to follow you and definitely kind of that kind of subsidiary i think i always get a boost of followers when maybe a couple of my clients that have more followers or have a certain niche that i'm talking to and it resonates with them um mm. and people they are kind of uh, i don't know higher up in what they do they tend to oh i'll click on that oh that, that person trusts that person so i'm going to trust them as well that kind of thing is generally how yeah. i get more followers um it always always happens like a client will share stuff or they post about me in their stories saying, oh, I do this because this prick tells me. It's usually the case. Um, yeah. Literally. It's even better when they're super active on social media. Uh, so, yeah. That's oh. tends to what happened. Um, oh, it's good. Um, yeah, but I imagine you would concur with that in terms of building relationships yeah. and stuff. <clears throat> 100%. Like any, anybody that I know that, that's gone viral like that, it's not always cracked up to be is, is the common thing that I, I see in people mm. who do it. 
every time is that you think it's going to be the one thing that you need to boost your business and it really isn't slow sustained growth is definitely better even as people that have gone you know gone like i say someone like rachel has done really really well out of it and gone really really well it, it was it wasn't as quick as you'd think it was it was still like you could still see it come in and you're like okay cool like some of these videos are taking off let's make sure that we get things set up it's that one there like that that's random let's give 10 million it doesn't do anything for you you think it's going to change yeah. things it doesn't really uh, it's more about being consistent with it over time. Um, again, like Steve, Rachel have done the same things with that. Uh, yeah. Then you can start planning for shit properly. Nah. Wing it. Just wing um, it. Yeah. But Always wing it. You put in, put, put in, putting that into perspective, though, James Smith is his whole business, his content, right? But he's seen a video within five days. He obviously does have a social media calendar of what he's meant to be posting day by day. But he obviously has space in his social media calendar for reactive based current things. So it is fine every now and again to wing it and put that stuff on. If you've got like something hot you need to talk about and put it on and kind of shuffle your social calendar. I'm sure if he's doing it and I'd say he's probably, he in general is good at his content and knows exactly who he's talking to. Um, but it's interesting Obviously, you're going to preach. Don't fucking do that that much. It's unsustainable. You you should have some sort of calendar, but there'll be certain I think times it, it, that it, just like it depends. shit happens. I, yeah. Yeah, I think it depends. I think as long as you've got content backed up, you can run with it. I think that mm. the the better you are with content, the more you can wing it like that. Like he he's, you know, even five days is you know, he might have just thrown it in there as an extra one. He's, you know, he's putting out multiple yeah. pieces a day. So, you know, if he puts out three pieces a day, what's, what's putting out a fourth one that's ad hoc? Like, it's fine. He can do that. Um, it wouldn't have taken place of anything that was already pre-scheduled and stuff like that. But I think most people try and wing it, but they can't. They shouldn't. And that most people who do wing it get to a point where they've been for a schedule, been for a routine, they know what they're doing with it, that they can do that. But there's not many people that are really good at content that wing it. Like on a day-to-day basis, they might, like I said, do the odd one there. Like you just said, like maybe every weekend, like, oh, I've got a free hour, I'll film that because it's quite funny. Like yeah, I copied yeah. it, that's fine. Um, so yeah, it's, it's definitely like that. It's definitely more of a case of like planning it ahead of time. Is It's smarter because you always have some sort of strategy to, again, what you're talking about on your socials this month so that, you know, you're pushing towards something, you know, in the, in the yeah. background. Yeah, yeah, 100%. You can probably see it like just to look through, all right, through the looking glass. All my stuff has just been about combine testing. Yeah. Like all of my content right now is just about testing and testing. And then I've made sure I've filmed every single fucking bit of that. And then my editor's going to go through every single test and edit videos on every single test. So you can probably see what I'm going to be talking about for the next month. It's all of those 16 tests. And that's yeah. just going to be drip, like dripping through. Um, so even when I'm in Dubai, I'm going to be talking about that. It's just like, that's what's going to happen. And yeah, sure. I've been, but it was just the pressure on me when I was like, I wanted to release on the same day. I was like, as I did it, because I was just like, oh, I'm doing this. So I put on my story. I'm like, oh, fuck. I've got to actually sit down and edit this for like an hour and a half afterwards. And it's like, Ugh. and then do a voiceover. But I didn't do the current. I was like, Dan would have been really annoyed with me. I did do it on like a, a captain, like, I know, one, two, three or four takes when I was talking over like a 40 second clip. And I was just like, Phew. so I know what I'm talking about. It's fine. All I've got to do is describe. I didn't have to be very witty or funny. No. Thank God. Struggle with that. Luckily, so, yeah. All good. Luckily. Um, nice, mate. So speaking of that, obviously, I wanted to talk about um, just, it's kind of my, my niche in. Um, obviously, I talk about testing because people fucking suck at it. And I'd assume that a lot of people listen to this show, um, unless you're doing events on the reg, 
don't really know where their fitness is and are probably bored of linear progression. That's probably one of the big things that are like bodybuilders and certain people that come to me and they're like, yeah, I'm really bored of just like uh, progressive overload, this, 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 this. And it's mm. like, I was like, unfortunately, that's, that's, that's part and parcel with certain things. But then you throw in certain like months where I might focus on power or we're focusing on like, I want to think of like a couple of rugby players and uh, a ultra marathon guy. I'm, I'm doing a version of a two by four at the moment, which is strength with kind of power, which is really cool. So Dan, you'd like that. Like, well, I remember we did two by four, didn't we? Yeah. yeah, yeah. So I've taken it and made it better. So I've applied, uh, <laughs> I've applied BBT to it basically. So it's my auto regulated over those days. Mm-hmm. And then those strict sets are all power sets, but I'm trying to try and hit a certain like threshold of, of uh, speed. So it's made it a little bit more interesting, I think. And then a little bit smarter than go do chest and triceps afterwards, um, which is yeah. yeah down to what the programming generally happens from Brett Contreras. Um, not knocking the guy, but yeah, it's just, it's all glutes variations and it'll be like, just do rope tricep pushdowns. That's all you need to do. It's like, all right, should we do some resilience exercise or some plyos or do some power-based jumping? Or... Nah, don't do that. All right, cool. It's not his niche, so it's fine. Obviously, I'd fly that in. But um, I wanted to talk about, obviously, we had about 30 people. Obviously, not everybody. In a big drop-off there. So you probably realize that when 30 people sign up, not that many people will do the complete it, um, obviously, by the end. So I'd imagine... I I'm I think I'm happy with like let's say 20 25% people completing it from like a 30 like from 100% so um and it's quite a big commitment I guess a whole week of training that's quite a lot in terms of I always think like 5 days 7 days is quite a long time to commit to something for free um as well mm-hmm. yeah um to see what people's general kind of fitness and it's always interesting to see because obviously i take people on and then i have a good recollection based off their sports or events or certain training they've done over the like like previous and it's it pretty much stands with the general public and like the coaches that were on the uh the combine this week um and it is totally directed towards people struggle and as you get later in life we talked about it with wanting to play golf or tennis or have some more kind of recreational activities and wanting to go and run and do all this stuff. But people, and especially coaches, it does seem, they really struggle with, and I said it was the power-based things and like the reactive power-based things. And it's this it's this big kind of, um, I don't know, what do you call it? It's just like a gap in people's knowledge, but a gap in people's like fitness that, I, I have six tests in that little bit um, between like unilateral kind of power and there's like a ratio, how we work out what you should be going on to next. And nearly every single call I had today was, I think you should go away and learn how to jump and how to absorb power and absorb force. And you will get better at this test, which mean you'll be able to apply it to. So I spoke to a rugby player today I spoke to a person who wants to go off and do a half marathon in the new year. And I was like, you need to get better at sequencing. I was like, you're both strong. Um, but at the moment, your muscles are working a little bit independently and not together with your tendon and being able to react off like force and react with energy. Uh, you want to be able to recycle that. So there's, there's peek behind the curtain there's one two two big tests that dan would have done 100 when he was at hull 
um, was a counter movement test. And it generally people say is a squat jump. I call it a non-counter movement uh, jump because that in my mind is what it'd be. Um, where you hold for three seconds in the base and then go. And then there's one where you whip down really quickly and jump in and out the hole really quickly. Um, and there's a ratio between those two, which will help me decide where you would need to go, whether it be more bouncy things or more strength things, uh, depending on which one is higher in your ratio. Um, and it was it like 90% of people are relatively strong because they're, they're used to having their feet on the ground, that they're, they're used to producing kind of musculoskeletal force. But as soon as their tendon has to get into some whippy elasticness, fucking fall to shit. And it's like, there's like nothing. And it was very telling. So I have a broad jump and then a triple broad jump. So you have to be a little bit more reactive. And I would expect that to be like almost four times as long as your normal broad jump because of how you should pick up some bounding. And then you have a, a standing triple jump, which is like the actual doom, doom, how you sequence from one side to the other. Um, so yeah, there was a lot of learning involved because obviously you're going to get better at those tests by doing them more right so uh, that's why i gave i give people the weekend to reapply any tests that you feel like you can do better um but yeah mate it was quite interesting to see but it, it doubles down on my like message of like people not might need to be able to sequence and jump around a little bit to be better at especially more people are going into running it seems um and trying to do that for for health if you want to get a better 5k, you probably want to be able to recycle force a little bit better. And that can be done literally from 10 minutes in your workout. You still can go and get jacked and like go do shoulder presses till your heart's desired or whatever that you want to do. But you could apply like eight to 10 minutes of just jumping slightly, being a little bit athletic, trying to recycle certain things. Um, like I'm not just talking death by box jumps, but maybe depth jumps and stuff like that um, off one leg all the unilateral based training was yeah interesting to see where people would struggle on one side or maybe their core was lit up quite a lot on one side um so yeah, yeah that I think is that'd be good gym. that'd be a good um i think that'd be a good youtube video for you actually is like a when most people think about power they just think box jump or broad yeah. jump you know it's developed a broad jump now but i think mean, there's, there's not really many people that, that are talking about and maybe there is maybe you follow them a little bit more but say i don't see from i see a lot of coaching general stuff, training right? kind of thing right no and, yeah. and I, I think you know from from that sort of data that you've got there like okay so what does that look like then in terms of like well unilateral ply work how do you do that how do you measure that how do you track that how do you perform that how do you make it specific to someone as an individual so as you know for example for a golfer how do you make it specific to them how do you make it specific to a footballer rugby player whatever because like you just said there it's gonna take 10 minutes but it's like in my head you know this is my naivety of it all i could probably maybe figure it out if you give me a week but for most people it would just be well i'll do a box jump and a broad jump and rather than making them specific to you know bounds that you might see someone do so i've seen footballers do you know the sideways jump and then back and then sprint because that might be what they're going to do it's something similar to that in a game and, and based on those movements just think yeah. it'd be interesting to to do that and go through why you'd program that, how you program that, and what goes through your brain to pick that out. Because like I said, most people that I see when they say, oh, I'm going to do more power, it's like, okay, you just jumped on a box. It's not really powerful. <laughs> like, no. And you've done it at three different speeds. Do you know what I mean? You've done one with a counter move, one without, and it's like, they're, they're just jumping on a box, really. One's, it's not anything. One's stepped into it. Yeah, one's paused. One's taken a pre-hop. 
ones yeah you're like yeah done all this kind of stuff which is all the knees like, are caving in you know all that shit like it's just yeah like, like all different kind of techniques or jumps or stuff like that but yeah it's certain, there's just obviously certain things that apply to certain sports or certain kind of i don't know benefits better so you might do lateral like continuous jumps or with a med ball so you're trying to really load into that hip and internally rotate and stuff like this um yeah for example when you're playing a tennis shot like i think i talk about it on one of my talkie videos and I was like, look, you're trying to internally rotate. People don't do that on split squats enough at all. Um, they need to try and encourage internal rotation by moving their hips round on a split squat and feeling like their adductors fucking firing. Um, and you'll get more stretch for your glute. I think people are very open with their hips and I'm not closing them off a little bit. But yeah, mm. that's that's generally the uh, the synopsis. Um, obviously, I can help you with that if you ever want any help. Um, but I'll be running another like uh, a free week. I think in December time. Because um, I thought, why the fuck not? We'll do a couple by the end of the year. I feel like I can get one, another one in. So give some people six weeks to train and then redo. Um, and then I will probably make a lot of my clients my own clients do that week as well we'll shuffle their training around so they have to do it um yeah have to do it fuck it i'll tell them what i have to do so it's fine there you go. <laughs> um but yeah it's it's interesting obviously my lead magnet is literally that um lead magnet my free shit as you can learn a little bit because i think i've i actually have made all of my testing videos public on my youtube so you can actually see them uh, in terms of most people, I think, do them unlisted. So sit there and fucking copy it if you really want to, but probably won't. So you want to see me I jumping won't. around slightly, but it's not new. It's not new science. It's just I'm applying some athletic based things from the SNC world and taking them and putting them in the general public, the general kind of world, which people can go. Because I think people get scared of the strength and conditioning world. Oh, it's too complicated. It's too complex. They're doing certain things, but it's just like, it's not, it's, it's absolutely applicable to us and it will make us better at certain things what we want to do. Um, yeah. I think I wrote one an email about it. I don't know for sure, but yeah, I'm just like, if you, and it's the whole training for something. It's just like, all right. Why don't we train for something? Why Why do people train? They train for that week in the Olympics or whatever. It's like, we should do that. We can spend eight weeks training for something vaguely, hopefully, instead of just mm. spinning the hamster wheel again. Dan's training just for golf by being as specific as possible and just playing golf. So that's yeah. good. Yeah, I've, I've, I'll be <laughs> completely honest. I find it really hard to to want to do that sort of stuff. I think for me, I, I recognize it's definitely a headspace thing where I'm just, too, I'm just too busy. got too much stuff on. Mm. I enjoy playing golf and, and I kind of go, I can't be asked. Like all my time has been built around being able to do that and play golf. And, and I know I'm too busy. I know I've got to cut back a little bit and, and well, funny enough, we're making changes to, to, to doing that. It's definitely a headspace thing for me. It's definitely, I can't be, I, I can't be asked waking up early and going to the gym. Like I want to be able to wake up normally, go to the gym, get back for 10 and then start work. But at the moment I can't do that because I'll be working till 10 o'clock at night. Yeah. So it, it just, it kind of ruins that a little bit. But, and I don't, I wouldn't enjoy it if I knew I was coming home to doing that much work. I just wouldn't. So I, I get that. But for me, I, I wouldn't, if I had a test like that, I wouldn't, personally i wouldn't do it i'd be like well i don't care if i fail it there's no consequence of failing it whereas no. for me it's like with the golf i'm like well if i go and practice golf i'm gonna be better at golf and there's a consequence to that because i'm playing it regularly and 
it's all that sort of stuff that I find right now difficult. I know that when I have the right headspace, I would be able to do that. And I was, if I was against other people, it's why I think that the high rock stuff is a good idea. And it's why I think 100%, your yeah. sort of training plans work well for that because, well, I'm going to tell the world, I'm going to turn up. I don't want to look like an absolute knob. I know I'm not going to win, but at the same time, I also want to do the best that I can because I'm there's a bit of social peer pressure with the accountability. It's like when I have yes. been, me and Alex have joined a few golf competitions recently and really enjoyed the thrill of it. And we've not played well on the comps, but then I kind of look at myself and go, right, well, that's something within me that I need to work on. I can play golf and I'm relaxed and chilled, but I need to, part for me is the reason that I want to play golf is that I want to be able to play scratch tournaments so that I can have that competitive element back to my life, which I feel like I missed for a long time. And I'm just yeah. nowhere near being able to do that from a, training point of view like i could go why not try fucking doing some high rock stuff over here i just i just don't care enough at the moment for me anyway whereas i know that if my golf was if i was take my golf more seriously i probably would train harder train more seriously but at the moment i'm not yeah. near that level where i have the time to, to kind of do it it's interesting it is interesting because i know that i need to do it. i know i should do it but it's funny how you i feel like i'm in a headspace where no matter what someone says to me like, I know it's good for me. I know I should do it. I know all these things. But I just do not have the capacity in my head to get my head around wanting to even fucking go. It's really weird. Yeah. Really hard to describe it. Um, I think a lot of people are in that place. And I think that people that aren't in that place, they need something to train for, like you said. Like, something yeah. like that, for sure. Because, yeah, if you look at, like, not like not all of my clients train for High Rocks or an event, but they've come to me to just, just for structure more than anything else yeah and just but that's like, why it works so well for pts though, and coaches because yeah. they are training they are bored yeah. of their training but they're still training because they do enjoy it to a degree you know it's good for them. they do have the time most of them that's yeah. where the difference is i think with them is like it's great tar- you know niche and a target for you because well they are doing those things where you're like oh i'm sat twiddling my thumbs oh, kind of training doing push day today oh, not really you yeah, know not near my pb not really pushing for pbs it's like we'll try something else and all of a sudden they are invigorated to then train harder and push themselves because they've got a reason to. Like it's, it's yeah. like I say, it's already happened there. Like, they just need to change. I'm going to be like, look, you're, you're, I've put this in your plan for 10 weeks from now. You've got to train mm-hmm. for it or you're going to disappoint the fuck out of me. So, yeah, that's horrible. That is, that's <laughs> the worst. Yeah. Uh, I want, I want lots of pairs to do it. That's the, that's the goal. Lots of pairs to do it um, together and they just end up being really competitive. I've done it in, in person. <sighs> when I've made two people like do the whole combine together, like they come like day by day just to annoy mm. each other. Um, absolutely hilarious. But yeah. I bet. Yeah. <laughs> and they literally get two, like total... get two mildly competitive people together. It's going to yeah, be dangerous. Just, well, as, you, like... as you're going to find out next week, Tom, you know, yeah, we need some, uh, obviously things, any messages, what kind of formats and competitions within a play. Um, and we may we may do a par three with uh, two people you know from social media. So um, might we'll do a full course, mate. One par three. Might do a full, yeah. I mean, fucking full course, fucking hell. Yeah, I think I'd enjoy that more. So I think that'd be full course. Um, yeah. yeah, yeah, for sure. Well, I played terrible on that course you're suggesting on fire last time, so I've got like a bone to pick on that one. So, Did you? I can't yeah. remember. I played awful. That was the worst I played all like, and I didn't play that well. I, played, I think I played the, the best on earth where you had a meltdown and then I played well. Um, yeah. I've had many a meltdown since, mate, on that course, don't you? <laughs> I'm looking forward to it. Though. Looking forward to it. All right. Yeah. Any other business? 
Not for me, no. Just remember, no podcast next week because we'll be no busy. No podcast next Very busy. Week, unfortunately. <laughs> um, yeah, because I am flying out on Friday. Look at me. Mm-hmm. All right. Thanks for listening, guys. And we won't catch you next week. We will catch you the week after. See you in a bit.